Hi, everyone. Welcome to Better Hiring, a podcast by Workable. As a marketing manager at Workable, if there was one thing I had to choose as my absolute favorite part of my job, it would be learning from the folks who are challenging the status quo and moving the recruitment industry forward. That's why we're here today. This podcast is a space for the leaders who are driving this progress to share their real, honest experiences in overcoming challenges and moving the hiring industry forward. And of course, to bring you the latest tips, trends, and strategies to help you find a path to better hiring. In this episode, our strategic content manager, Keith, sat down with Hung Lee, curator of Recruiting Brain Food, and he's going to get his take on how the talent market is changing. Hung will offer his perspective on how recruiters stay relevant as the new world of work becomes more agile, with insights on outdated terminology, alternative workers, and yes, even Bruce Lee. Let's jump in. I was very interested in learning how COVID-19 and its impact on business recruitment specifically. So I reached out to Hung Lee, a recruitment expert in London, to get his take on things. And you know what? He brought in Bruce Lee. I've been in recruiting business for the last two decades or more. Probably people know me most uh, for the Recruiting Brain Food newsletter, which is an industry newsletter that I write. And I, it goes out to you know tens of thousands of people in the recruiting industry every week. And definitely very interested to explore the question as to the future makeup and shape of a business what we understood as a business um kind of reminds me of like martial arts you know uh or bruce lee philosophy where you know his big argument he was a revolutionary in the world of martial arts why because he basically rejected structure um he rejected the form um he rejected the school system of hey this is how you do karate um or this is how you do kung fu you're doing it wrong no he said look you got to do what's effective um and uh, that is also determined on the your opponent um because what works in one context might be different according to the conditions of your next fight this is what it is okay i said empty your mind be formless shapeless like water now you put water into a cup it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now, water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. To be agile is to have capability, but capability to adapt to change without being wedded to any one way of working. Now, to apply that concept to the world of recruiting, we are full of structure and process, right? Um, uh, you know, we have a pipeline, for instance. We design a pipeline in an ATS. And we try to funnel people through it. That's a clear example of a rigid process. As Hung says, in the world of recruitment, having a structure in place, having a standardized recruitment process, is very important. However, when the world changes and that change is expedited, by things like COVID-19, then you can see that the workforce changes with that. In fact, it's evolving. You know, we saw a year-on-year increase, for instance, in the uh, numbers of people who are uh, called alternative workers, um, non-full-time employees um, who are delivering services, delivering skills and time to a business despite not being formally on the payroll. Um, And that was increasing as a percentage 
um, of the uh, overall population of, of, of a business. Um, COVID-19, I think, really will accelerate this. We see it very clearly from the, the sentiment of CEOs um, who have had to make very tough decisions in terms of redundancies and retrenchments and you know letting full-time workers go. They're going to be once bitten twice shy. Their ne next instinct isn't to say, we're going to replace all of those kind of permanent workers with another set of permanent workers. They're going to look for flexibility uh, in what is a very difficult and challenging set of circumstances now. The second trend which really affects this is going to be this distributed nature of work now. Uh, let's not forget that the uh, full-time employee is typically the on-premise employee also. You know, when we uh, think about recruiting someone into the business full-time, um, uh, our default model is that individual is going to be working in a building that we own. Um, so I think we're going to get much more used to interacting with people that we may never meet. Um, uh, that we don't know physically, uh, we never had kind of a, a deep relationship with, but may still be providing a very valuable service to the business. The numbers back it up. The Financial Platform Upwork released a new study in September 2020. In it, they said that $1.2 trillion was contributed to the US economy through financing. And that's up 22% from 2019. And of those freelancers aged 18 to 22, in other words, Generation Z, one Generation Z, 36% of them started freelancing since the onset of COVID-19. Of those non-freelancing professionals who are now working remote as a result of COVID-19, 58% of them are now considering going freelance in the future. Another study released by Deloitte in April 2020 found that 60% of organizations expected an increase in the number of freelance workers. And recruiters need to catch up to this to stay relevant. All of the recruiting processes, all of the structures, the tools, the metrics um, that we uh, work by are all predicated on the full-time permanent on-site employee. Um, if you think, again, about the models that we use to recruit people, the resume screen, the, the telephone interview, the face-to-face -face interview, the meet-the-team exercise, the uh, you know, uh, functional test or whatever it might be, psychometric test, all this type of stuff, it's all kind of driving to, to this um, uh, concept that the person will be a permanent full-time employee for us. That's the, that's the model we're using, the default uh, measure. Um, we haven't built systems or processes to deal with someone who may never be hired in the traditional meaning of the word, but will be a, a long-term uh, contributor to the company. So it's going to be super complicated. It's going to make it very interesting for recruiting and HR. As a recruiter, you know that you are not the only one in the whole hiring process. There's one other person that you probably work with all the time, the hiring manager. So you want to know what they think? Upwork did a survey on that too. They released a study in June 2020, finding that 47% of hiring managers are more likely than before to hire independent professionals. They also found that three quarters of hiring managers consider hiring freelancers and independent professionals a much more important, a more efficient, and a more strategic way forward in business. 
you look at anybody who may be watching this video and they let's say they're a recruiter in a business um their headcount is going to be full-time employees you know no one's actually measuring them they don't have the responsibility for interacting with a gig platform let's say um oftentimes they don't even have responsibilities for uh, dealing with um contractors or interim staff that's usually the line manager that deals with that oftentimes considered to be project budget and not headcount so all of the internal systems that we use systems being technical and also procedural um are, are predicated on uh the ideal image of a person that is now suddenly much more complicated the other big change that may be happening in all of this is the language that you are using in recruitment the words can sometimes help frame our thinking and when we're talking about talent acquisition it's like buying software you know like buying music you know one buys music anymore we we don't want to have the possession um of a um a thousands of records physical records even digital records we don't want to actually own them we want to access them as and when we need them um and this is why we're on spotify and not itunes so talent is naturally going that way we're moving towards a kind of a drive as you go type of format you know uber is kind of a, a sort of example of this where mobility is on demand you don't need to own it you're not sitting in the car 24 hours um you only need it for really a very small amount of time during the course of your working day and most of the time it's just sitting there not being used talent acquisition acquisition i think is going to be a term that we're going to have to lose because it kind of speaks to uh the again recruitment of permanent on site uh, sort of work right full time employee you acquire that person you've kind of exclusively got hold of this person but if we're moving towards a world where we're a lot more flexible a lot more on demand acquisition probably isn't going to be the right word anymore is going to be access can ta turn into a talent access function uh, that is able to deliver skills and services on demand to the business when they need it so why was the structure of recruitment at the first place surely it's not all bad the main reason why we set up a recruiting process is because we know that the risk of hiring someone that isn't right is huge uh like the damage of a of a, an inappropriate hire or a bad hire is significant um it's not only uh you know the waste of time that you spent it's also all of the other candidates that you've rejected that may be a better guy better person should i say um uh, it's also the uh, you know the cultural problems you have when you have a bad fit in the business typically in a team environment or a department this person be working in collaboration with others they end up leaving after a short period of time hugely disruptive um for everyone else who is there so massively damaging um and we're very fearful of that uh, which is why we erect all of these processes in advance of this uh recruitment in order to try and reduce the risk of us making a mistake we want to get to a point where we feel confident that this person is the right person that makes complete sense a standardized process is about reducing the risk of a bad hire but now we are in a new time where the risk has escalated with the economic conditions that we are now in because of covid-19 risk mitigation is at the forefront of any business strategy every business executive is thinking about it every hiring manager is thinking about it especially now working on leaner budgets more uncertain times and a more unstable economy they're much more skittish about making that commitment 
to a new high. When you structure something, you're basically trying to optimize. You're trying to make it as efficient as you can um, so you can go as fast as you can and get as much uh, return to investment in your process as possible. That's the only purpose of putting a structure or process in place. Now, that's all well and good, but when the game changes, um, that structure or process can be a huge impediment if you're still wedded to it. And if you've been indoctrinated in this way of working, then actually it's going to be really problematic for you to deal with. So uh, there's an argument to say, like, we need to understand what structure is for uh, and also understand that potentially it's antithetical to the idea of being agile. I see it as opportunity and risk in equal measure. We've got a great opportunity to play a real decisive role in business success because uh, if we're able to do uh, and embrace this challenge and deliver the skills that the business needs on demand, that's going to make us a much more valuable function than just hiring permanent people in, in a very mechanical type of way. Um, but the risk is obviously if we don't do this, and uh, we, we stick to what we know, just hire full-time employees, we'll have a, an ever-shrinking scope uh, to the business. As full-time employees become less important to a company, still, by the way, the dominant type of person, I would say, in, in for most companies, but less dominant than they have been before. But if we stick only with those, we're going to get smaller as a unit and as a function as, and as a, a value prop to the business. Employee turnover can be expensive. Everybody knows that. You make a bad hire, they leave, or you let them go, and then you go right back to square one. You put all that money and effort and resources towards making a new hire to fill out that hole to backfill. And that takes time and that takes money. You don't want to do that. That can eat into your bottom line. You want to make sure that you have the right kind of people in the right places at the right time at the least amount of risk to your business. And you as a recruiter should be thinking like that. Think about the bottom line, demonstrate your value as a recruiter to your business by adapting your recruitment processes to include the gloomy reality of the short-term hire of the freelance worker of the alternative worker. In a, in a changing world, Having that rigid structure may not be what you want. What you need to do is to really have a modularized system. So you don't have the sequential step A leads to step B, leads to step C, leads to step D. And that is how we recruit. Uh, what you need to do is A, B, C, D need to be able to move and shift around as and when you need it, and as and when the market demands. Um, so we need to have a truly decoupled way of recruiting, if you like. So the process is decoupled. You know what you need to do in terms of hiring this person. You need to validate whether they can do the job functionally. You need to know whether they um, are motivated to do the job. You need to know whether they want to do the job. The uh, so you need to know whether you want them to work with you, etc. Those types of things. But we, we, we don't need to necessarily validate all of that in exactly the same order all the time. And when we're looking at a classic recruitment pipeline, we have a sequence of events that usually is in the same order all the time. And that is a rigid process. That's not going to work in this new world. Being agile on your feet, thinking ahead, predicting changes and adapting quickly to them and having a system where you can pivot as needed is one of the core elements of what Bruce Lee talks about. It's very interesting that you can take revolutionaries from any paradigm, from any discipline, and there's actually a real consistency behind what they're saying. Um, which is ultimately that 
um, best practice inevitably becomes rigid. Like there is a way of working that is more effective than others. Then it becomes written down. Then you accumulate disciples. Then it becomes heresy to do anything outside of that framework. Um, and before you know it, it becomes this is the way and the only way. It seems to be a natural kind of um, outcome of any type of structure, of any kind of d- developed way of working. Um, but it's not very good when the circumstances change. Um, and that's the, the main thing. All structure is there designed to optimize um, in a predictable environment. Where there isn't change, that's when you optimize. When there's lots of change outside, you don't really want to optimize. You want to actually stay agile, less commitment to a process. Going forward, I think we've kind of crossed the Rubicon already. This this world, I believe, is going to happen. It will be resisted, of course. There will be kind of vested interests that will defend what was you know happening before. Um, but I, I do think these are unstoppable trends now. You're not going to pull everyone back to the office. That's very clear. The, the distributed nature of work will actually promote uh, opportunity um, for individuals to interact with other businesses and other opportunities and so on and so forth. A great deal of the uh, of coming into the office is actually monitoring your staff and making sure they're not doing anything on the side. Again, stick a pin in, 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 in the history timeline of humanity, you'd be wondering why that was the case. <laughs> you know, I mean, why, why, is, why are we locking each other into these exclusive deals? Um, could it not be possible for someone to work for different employers and generate multiple revenue streams? It seems that people want to do that, actually. You know, it's going to be really exciting, man, Um, simply because a lot of the things that really was frustrating about recruitment and why it was generally an unpleasant experience uh, too often for too many of the stakeholders in in doing this thing uh, of recruiting people is that we're all forcing people into into these um, pipelines. So I think... Um, in, in short, Keith, what recruiters have got to do is to really expand the scope of the types of services we provide to a company. Uh, we cannot just be sticking and focusing on people on the payroll. Same with HR. We can't just be looking at payroll people and not considering the entire talent orbit that's available for a business. We're at the cusp of huge change in, in some of these things. They, they, they always do change. Again, one of the, the facts of history is that nothing is permanent. Um, I think we're at that moment now. Um, and that's simultaneously exciting and also, uh, you know, a little bit concerning. We've just got to grasp the moment, Keith, you know. Um, uh, we have a great opportunity, but hey, uh, uh, the history is not going to wait for us. It's going to just happen and it'd be better if we were driving it. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to hit subscribe wherever you are to stay up to date with our new episodes. And in the meantime, head on over to the Workable blog at resources.workable.com and check out our vast resource library. And if you're looking for a better way to hire, just reach out. We'd love to help.